Welcome to Make Your Mark podcast, where guests share their experiences, insights, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And I'll be your host, Kay Suthar. Hi guys, oh my goodness, I have an amazing guest for us today. Kevin now loves to be outside in nature. He is an Ironman athlete and has the most fun when he's helping successful but stressed business owner and executives. He helps them unlock their freedom by creating heart-mind coherence so that they can truly maximize their genius and find more access to happiness and aliveness. Please welcome to the stage, Kevin Keppel. Oh my goodness, I am so excited to have you here, Kevin. What's up, Kay? Excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. This is going to be an epic episode. I know this already because we had a brief conversation previously and you just can't help yourself in just giving out golden nuggets, Kevin, right? (laughs) And so before we get into all the nitty gritty of things, I would love for you to explain to our listeners a little bit about your background and how you got involved in this business. Sure. Great question. Uh, Well, You know, like so many people, I uh, went to college, went to the corporate world like you're supposed to do and all is well, right? Then you get to live on a unicorn ranch and life is good. Um, But I uh, worked in professional or as a professional after college, I worked in sales, various roles. And, uh, you know, I really liked helping people get what they want, but I've had a lot more fun really, you know, if you're successful in sales, like pretty much any industry, right? You get promoted into a leadership position. And I found that I really liked helping people just be more, be more of, uh, you know, the things that make them awesome and really doing that in a way that, you know, doesn't make them feel like less because, you know, so many times uh, there's like that old school uh, example of leadership that's just really harsh. And uh, it's about telling you what you're doing wrong. And, you know, like, how do, how do I know what's right and wrong? You know, sure, certainly there's things that heighten the probability of success, but uh, I just really like helping people, you know, give themselves permission to be them and step into new, you know, ways of being so that they can ch- literally change the way they think about limits. And uh, it took me a long time to get to that place because I kept, you know, having success in sales. And I'm like, well, I'm winning, I'm making money, I'm, you know, on the scoreboard, it looks good. And, you know, a lot of sales roles, you know, you win trips and stuff like that. And I just like, the more I made, the less happy I seemed to be. And like that law of diminishing returns was killing me. And uh, luckily I had a great business coach that helped me see, I'd probably be a lot happier in the, uh, you know, business coaching space, just, you know, really getting to pour into people, really getting the opportunity to help people, you know, give themselves just permission to you know, really go out and do some amazing things and create from their unique genius. So it was a, um, a lot longer road than that probably sounded, but uh, you know that's the short of it, so to speak. So what I'm hearing here, Kevin, is that you chose what's going to make you happy, not necessarily what stick to what's making you money right now, but actually go for what's making you happy. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, you know, I got a check one time. It was pretty pretty big check and uh not like a giant check on tv like i won the masters golf tournament but <laughs> like a big direct deposit and and it was actually made me unhappy and i and i was like confused by that and I'm like, you know why is there no jo- joy in this and the reason i wasn't happy is because like there's no amount this check could have been that's going to make me happy and that was like a huge perspective shift for me and uh now the ego wanted to cling to this like way that i had 
thought I was right. You know, like if I make this much, I'll be happy. And then this much, and like, there's no amount that's going to make me happy. And like, I kept thinking that outside things were going to make me happy. And that's not how it works. Happiness is an inside job. And, uh, you know, until I really understood that I was you know, chasing the wrong thing. And every time I'd catch it, I just, it was empty. And, uh, you know, that's the whole deal is, you know, to be happy, right. We all want to be happy. That's really why we're doing so many of the things we're doing. And, you know, the really cool thing is it's not the people around me, the places I'm in, you know, whatever it's that, you know, the thinking in my head and, you know, the thoughts that I choose to believe or not believe that really made me happy or unhappy. Right. Exactly. That's really interesting because I mean, the one thing that I, I guess really pops out onto my mind is that you knew that you wasn't happy, but did you know what was going to make you happy at that point? Or was that a journey on you had to figure things out? Yeah, no, I wish I, wish I knew. Um, <laughs> uh, that would be uh, a really great way to be. Oh, yeah, you know, this made me happy and be right every time, right? <laughs> but I knew that, you know, whatever I wanted was somewhere in the unknown. And, you know, like when we're in the unknown, like we're creating something, you know, whether it's a new action or, you know, a piece of art or a relationship or whatever. And, it's so beautiful when you're in creation and the unknown, like that's what we came here to do is to create and to lean into our gifts and to create more for everybody. Because the more we grow, the more we can give. And that's the whole point in life. And in my opinion, and that's the purpose, you know, to grow as much as we can so we can really give it all away. And, you know, that's a beautiful way to serve. And, you know, I think happiness is not a destination. It's a continual evolving and unfolding. Like I don't, you know, get to this place and then all is well. It's like, no, like what makes me happy today? Like it may still make me happy tomorrow, but you know, really it's not about not trying to be better than anyone else. It's just about being better than I used to be. And like, it's so simple, but not easy. Okay. I love that. I love that. That is not a destination. It's a journey, right? And that's absolutely true because a lot of people feel that something's going to make them happy. They get there and they're like, okay, it doesn't actually make me feel as happy as I thought it would. And so with your experience, what would you t say to someone where they're looking to find out what makes them really happy? They don't know, they know that the, where they're at right now isn't making them happy, but then they're scared to take that leap. What would, what would you say to that person? It's yeah, a great question. You know, like so often, uh, myself included in the past and so many of the people that I'm blessed enough to work with, they get stuck clinging to to the known right the, this life i know like in spite of what i actually want like i know this i don't really like this but you know the unknown scary is the story that a lot of people have but you know if, if you want to be scared of something you, know, you need to be scared of being the same person you know two years from now that you are today that should terrify you because when you decide to stay the same like that you're making the decision to waste part of your life and you know you didn't create this life i don't really think you get to choose to waste it and so simple questions like ask yourself like the purpose finder questions if you will it's like you know number one like who are you like sit down and write that atop a piece of paper and start writing about it see what comes out you know however many people are listening very few will actually do that but every single one of you that does that is going to get a benefit out of it and it's like okay so who am i then like what do you do you know who do you do it for you know how how do people change the you know result of the work that you do or that you want to do just ask yourself questions it doesn't need to be complicated but if you just make judgments constantly about the way you are like this is who i am i've always been this way or i never do this those are judgments those decisions you know like create your life because your life's simply a conglomeration of all the decisions you've made up until this point 
And if you want something different in your life, like make a new decision, right? Make a new decision about you know who you are. You know, everything in the world is made up. And why don't you make up something that you actually want? You know, just because you know you have it doesn't mean you can't. Like that is like the beautiful gift of creation. You can create anything you want. I love that. I love that. And so, again, from your experience, Kevin, what kind of mistakes did you make that maybe someone that's listened to this episode, you know, could take on board and prevent those mistakes from happening? All right, everybody, get comfortable. This is going to be the long part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Where should we start? Uh, You know, like, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made was I was so intentional about trying to be right as opposed to just being kind and, you know, being right about what I wasn't being right about what other people weren't. And like, man, I don't want to be around somebody's right all the time. Like, and that's not serving you. That's just other judgments you're making when you're right. And, you know, I would really get stuck in that trap of busy. You know, I'm like, you know, through sheer effort, I'll just outwork everyone. And that had me being really busy, but not necessarily productive. Those are really two different things. You know, Peter Drucker has this great quote, in his book, The Efficient Executive, he said, you know, something to the effect of there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which shouldn't be done at all. You know, it's like if I cut my front lawn by hand with a pair of scissors, like, yeah, I'll cut the grass that way, but it might take me 12 hours, you know, but I did a great job. Like, yeah, but there's nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which shouldn't be done at all. It's very busy, not productive. And so that's a huge error because what I was really doing was avoiding the things that were hard. And I had a really, you know, this is like 20 something, Kevin, I had a really fixed mindset for a long time, as opposed to a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Like it's wild. Uh, I was reading about a study on the internet and they were talking about um, an experiment where they did like MRIs on people and they showed people with a fixed mindset, the MRI of their brain, whenever they got a problem, they didn't instantly know how to solve there was no brain activity going on because they'd already made the decision. They couldn't solve it. So there was no attempt. I'm like, wow, I could definitely don't want to turn off my brain. Right. And you know, like, what if that's such a great question? Like, what if I could figure this out? You know, everything in the world's figure outable. And so like, that's a really cool place to be. Now tell yourself, you know, the life you want to live, not the one that you you necessarily are living. It's like, you can do anything. Your mind's a very powerful tool, but the good news is, you know what? You don't have to believe everything you think. And that was one of the big mistakes I used to make. Every thought I had, I believed. Like, oh, I have this thought. It must be true. And like my beliefs drive my actions. And so if I have these limiting beliefs about myself for the world, then I'm going to have limiting actions. And whatever actions I repeatedly take build my habits. And whatever I do habitually builds my character. And my character is how I express myself in the world. And if I'm coming from this negative, limited place, like I just have a very small contribution to the world. And internally, you know that you're wasting your life when you're doing that. And you start punishing yourself. And that's really dangerous in whatever form your punishment comes in, you know, some sort of addiction and not, it doesn't have to be alcohol or drugs. You know, it could be food. It could be worry. It could be doubt. And, you know, the three letters that uh, I overused a lot in my twenties were the B, the C and the D, right? The blaming, the complaining, the defending. And like all of those are little, you know, admonishments by the ego. So it gets to be right and make other people wrong. And like that creates separation. And, you know, no matter how powerful you are alone, you're still alone. And like the most fundamental need that we have as humans is connection, like to be seen by others and to see others. And I used to give that away because I could do it myself. I don't need anybody. Right. That was like the motto, but you know what? I couldn't do everything myself and trying to be everything 
to everyone and all things is so hard, especially because no one's going to be that, right? And you're going to find yourself doing a lot of stuff you don't want to do or avoiding a lot of stuff you need to be doing. And so really just, you know, letting go is probably one of the best skills that uh, we can all learn. Just letting go of, you know, needing ourselves to be a certain way, needing other people to be a certain way, situations need to be a certain way. Like, I don't need you to be okay for me to be okay. Mm. But, you know, that's a big mistake that uh, people often make. It's like, oh, well, you know. I like that. I like that, Kevin. And one of the things that you, you mentioned that really struck me is talking about the fixed mindset and then going to the growth mindset, right? And I think a lot of people struggle with the transition or they feel like they can't do it. What steps did you put in place, right, for you to be able to transition from having a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Yeah, yeah. Well, still a work in progress for sure. We all are, right? Because you know, totally open to some things, and then I'll catch myself making decisions before I even start. Sometimes, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Like, okay, cool. We can figure it out, man. You know, we've got opposable thumbs and everything. So, I think, (laughs) I think, uh, I think one of the best things that I did, and I think one of the best things you can do is to get, uh, you know, a coach or a mentor or somebody that you know you believe in to. Just help you see where you're not seeing things accurately and help you with your perspective. And, you know, I love being coached because every single time I'm coached, a quantum leap down the road, like literally, like my results massively increase. And that's not just because not because I'm special or anything like that. It's because I'm humble and open to being coached. And, you know, all the, the great people that I get to serve as a coach, you know, like I see the same thing for them. You know, the ones who show up open, willing, humble, like they move so much further, so much faster towards whatever their version of amazing is. And, you know, I love now, like I'm in um, a mastermind group. I love to be around other powerful people who are, you know, we can co-elevate together as we co-create because I feel like we need three types of people around us to grow, you know, as productively and powerfully as we can. It's like, we need somebody to learn from. We need somebody to run with, and then we need somebody to teach. And you know, that's why I host a mastermind as well, because I love to bring together really powerful leaders so that they can leverage each other's genius and just co-create just a really you know powerful you know space for us, but also a space where we can create from and have that powerful you know anchor in our life and just really move towards you know our version of amazing, whatever that may look like. Yeah, I like that. And and there's something else that you just mentioned, right? That having that growth mindset is a continuous journey, right? You don't ever stop. And so what does your day look like, Kevin, where you continue to cultivate having that growth mindset? How do you start with your day and how do you end your day? Yeah, well, I start with waking up and I end with going to sleep. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, no, <laughs> we uh, yeah. do that, but there's <laughs> so much more to it when it comes to mindset, right? Yeah. Sure. Uh, Well, I think it's really important that you understand the beginning and the end of your day are probably two of the most important times of the day because, you know, it's like when I start my day, what I focus on expands or what I focus on, I create more of however you want to look at it. And I always start as a feet swing to the floor with gratitude, you know, just thinking about some of the things and people that I'm super grateful for and why. And I usually shoot for 10 and then I end the day with the same thing. I'll think about the things I'm grateful for and why. And I think that's a really powerful way to bookend your day for sure. And I always, I get up pretty early. Uh, I usually get up around 5 a.m. so that I can be in stillness and be really quiet and different types of stuff. I'll do meditation, practice stillness. I do writing. I do a couple different creativity exercises. I do some breathing exercises and just 
really quiet pray and connect and uh you know get in that creative space and then i usually spend about an hour just working on whatever creation i'm looking for whether it's you know podcast or articles or a you know, new program or, or whatever but just really starting the day on my terms and super powerful and then i, I always before i you know first contact with uh the real world uh me and frank my little dog uh we go for a walk and you know <laughs> sunshine in the morning super powerful so that's a good way to come in the day i like that i like that and so as human beings right we're not perfect as as much as we like to think that we are right we're not perfect and so when you do find yourself i guess getting off track right um because we we can't i guess continue to be this that you know the, the the perfect path that we're trying to go down sometimes you do go off track just like when you're losing weight right you're trying to be healthy but there's going to be days where you're going to have that chocolate that piece of cake right so what do you do to kind of get yourself back on track Stop taking myself so seriously. It's usually the problem. Like I'm making an issue when there's not one. You know, it's it's so simple. But you know, our our, our mind thinks with our body, right? If I have a th- a thought and then I believe it, then I feel some emotion. And you know, if I keep getting these patterns of behavior that aren't serving me, it's because I'm believing some, you know, false truth. You know, like like God is love, right? I read that in the Bible. That's pretty interesting, right? That's not not fear, right? It's like unconditional love too. And unconditional love is usually kind of the place I go to because it's like, okay, like where am I not loving myself or where am I not loving other people? And unconditional love is like, I love you no matter how you show up, right? Not I love you if, if you act right, whatever that is, you know, or if you do what I want you to do, you know, unconditional love means, you know what? I don't have to like you to love you, right? But if I, you know, truly love myself, how would I show up in this moment? If I truly love this person, how would I show up in this moment? And it's just like the skill of choosing love over fear because pretty much every action we've ever taken was motivated by one of those two places, love or fear. And, you know, fear wears all these different hats like anger, guilt, shame, remorse, apathy, pride, whatever, but they're still fear-based. And so, if, you know, love was the only option in this moment. Like how would I proceed? And, you know, like unconditional love is like absolute skill that we all need to practice. Like that's going to just make, the collective of the world better by doing that. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we get married, right? So we can practice unconditional love with our in-laws, you know, like we don't have to like them to love them. You know, no, I'm just kidding. I love my in-laws are great. But. <laughs> oh, wow. And so if someone came up to if a client, um, you know, just started with you coaching with you, right? Because like you were saying, we do need a coach. We can't do it all by ourselves, right? I know I have several coaches that help me with several different aspects just to kind of help you move further along. And so when you're first starting with a client, what would be, I guess, the three first steps that you will say to them to get started on to start that journey of, you know, progress? I mean, the first thing that we need to do is, you know, I think one of the big mistakes I've seen with a lot of uh, training, coaching, whatever, is just, I've got a program for you. And like, I'm going to put you through this like machine and you're going to be awesome. I, okay, well, you know what? The greatest variable in the world are humans. So how in the world do you know what I want if you haven't even asked? And a lot of people don't really ask. They just start telling. Right. And so two simple questions. We always start. It's like, what do you want? And then like, you know, that's your, like, what are you passionate about creating right now? What do you, like, what do you absolutely love? What do you want? What do you want to create? What do you want to do? And then why? You know, like how are you mixing generosity into this thing that you're passionate about creating? You know, what's the purpose behind this? How is this contributing to the community of the world? And then 
so many people want to add in the third how, right? Well, how? Like, well, if you knew how, you'd already be doing it. You know, it's, right. that's the ego that wants to know how. So really, we just get clear about what 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 do you want? Why do you want it? And I love uh, Gallup's assessment, Strength Finders, or it's been rebranded to Clifton Strengths now, but same assessment because it's not like a complete portrait of your character, but it shows people's natural talents. And so we always start with that too. I'm certified by Gallup. I've been coaching with this for years. It's so powerful because it's like, hey, here's your natural patterns of behavior. They're going to give you the most opportunity for elite performance. And, you know, talent's not rare. Like I've seen thousands of strength finder reports and there's always 34 talents listed every single time. And it's just a different order, right? It's the exact same 34 though. Like never, ever have I seen a blank one. Like, sorry, you have no talent, right? But what, what's rare is people who understand how to develop those talents and use them as strengths on demand. You know, like I've worked with so many people and I'll ask them after, you know, a little while, I'm like, tell me your strengths. And they have to look through their phone to look it up or they have to look through their computer. I'm like, these are your superpowers, you know, like maybe you should take the time to memorize it. Right. And, you know, like it doesn't need to be complicated. And like how a coach do that for me. He's like, Hey, what are your strengths? I'm like, I don't know. Let me go blow the dust off of this thing. It's like, well, don't you think we should take the time to at least memorize these? Because you know what, what I focus on expands. So shouldn't I focus on my strengths? And, you know, I think it's, again, it's so simple, but it's not easy. So a lot of people um, really look for a way more complicated solution to things. You know, it's like, we got to solve pie to move forward. Like, no, we don't have to do that. We just need to get clear about what you want, why you want it, and, you know, figure out, you know, how you can create that based on the way that you're built. Because if you don't know what you want, how would you ever know if you actually got it? How do you know what action take to go get it, right? Exactly. I love that, Kevin. So, Kevin, I know at this point people are thinking, okay, I need to know more about Kevin and what he does for people. And so if they want to connect with you, get to know you a little bit more, where can they go? Uh, you can go to kevinkeppel.us or Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. It's my name. Just check it out. If you know, if I can help, let me know how. I'm happy to, happy to serve. Brilliant, guys. I encourage you to go and reach out to Kevin, find out more about him, have a conversation with him because he'll be able to help you with different aspects in your life, for you to progress, for you to scale your business, scale your life. So go ahead and have a conversation with Kevin. I know he's looking forward to speaking with as many as possible people as he can. So thank you, Kevin, for coming on the show. It was awesome. So many golden nuggets. Thanks, Kay. Thanks for listening to Make Your Mark Podcast at www.makeyourmarkpodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you get this and every other episode that comes out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much. And I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.